Jimelang, Jimelang, hi everyone. This is your host with the most, Manoko Francisca Tlapo. I'm back and I am not alone. We have our very first guests on the podcast and these are just like amazing human beings. <clears throat> Trust me, you want to listen and hear what it is we're talking about today on Unwind and Chill. So before we get into the episode, the last time I spoke about the wine of the week at the end of the episode and a couple of people suggested that maybe it might be best to talk about it in the beginning just so we know what it is you're drinking and what you're toasting to, right? So today's wine of the week comes from this winery called Warwick or Warwick. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it yet. We're drinking the 2017 Cabernet Sauvignon. I had to Google how to say that one. Uh, 2017. It is called The First Lady. After the founder of the winery and also a very big pioneer of the South African wine industry, her name was Norma Ratcliffe. So um, she was an extraordinary woman. And given the topic of the day or the topic of today's podcast, I felt it would be most appropriate to toast with this specific wine. Right. So you're probably wondering, oh, okay, shop, great stuff. What is the topic of the day? <laughs> you're speaking about this amazing woman and you're saying it has to do with today's topic. So what is it? So today's topic basically is what psychologists have called the black superwoman syndrome. But I kind of want to expand a little bit on it and just get us talking about that. This idea that black women have to be extraordinary. And everything they do in order to kind of matter in society or even to just be visible to be seen to be regarded as a part of society we all know that you know black women and just a lot of the oppressed groups exist on the margins of society and so the more extraordinary you are the more you're pushed into the center and i mean that's a little bit awkward because you can't just exist you can't just be yourself you can't just live life the way you want to otherwise i argue that the world disappears you so yeah so we're going to talk a little bit about that about this idea of hyper visibility versus invisibility in black women and this need to be extraordinary in order to matter as black women and i have two amazing black women with me as guests as the very first get a very 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 first 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 guest of unwind and chill with Manoko Tlako. This will never happen again. This is <laughs> this is a historical moment, people. Let it sink in. Two black women, two extraordinary black women are my first guests. <laughs> so, without further ado, I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. Hi everyone, my name is Matumi Sang Kiyawetui. Baba Fenyu Kusikariya Hamutsu. Come on now, did you hear that? <laughs> See, like I need to have that. Friends, <laughs> wanna take it away? Ayo, 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 it's your girl, little time of us to be seen. Mama with them combo, baby, with the bootay. Sweet, 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 sweet. You see what I mean? I literally need that. I actually need to find that function. <laughs> I need it as part of the podcast. Whoa, we have brilliance in the house. We have just like amazing, extraordinary, brilliant black women in the house today. Okay, so I have a couple of questions, Nim, but uh, I kind of also wanted to be a little bit more conversational, just yeah, talking. So <laughs> yeah, just talking. It doesn't need to be like 
question ask question ask you can also drink the wine at before you ask us things, can I call you out? Yes. You all, you always, you are always shaming me for my excuses and inconsistencies for the YouTube channel. I hope you see yourself. One, two. Why didn't you do a vocal warm up? Take us seriously. Take us seriously. Did you guys hear that? I'm gonna, yo, and I, I'm not gonna edit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can all hear that really I was dragged and you know what? I hear it. I take it and we do better next time. Do better. We do better. <laughs> Thank you, friend. I hear you. Okay, cool. Let's start there. Let's talk about extraordinary, right? Um, this idea that black women only matter in society when they're extraordinary. And I think we see it also in in society and in pop culture right i think a lot of like the series that i even enjoy mm -hmm. your scandal mm -hmm. your how to get away with murder mm -hmm. your being mary jane mm -hmm. all of the black women even um, anatomy even Grey's anatomy you know dr bailey you know you have to be the best of the best like she dr bailey was called the nazi she was mm -hmm. the best resident you know you really have to you kind of have to be <laughs> no really <laughs> you have to be like extraordinary like you you have to surpass everything and everyone in order to just even matter not to be considered the best but just to be seen and to matter so i just kind of want to know what you know what do you guys think what are your thoughts and you mentioned even Grey's anatomy mm -hmm. so you definitely know what it is i'm talking about yeah um well i think that yeah it's drilled into you from a young age mm -hmm. right that um, of course, our parents want us to be great, you know, mm -hmm. but I think when you're a black woman, um, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's more pressure mm -hmm. to really excel in every single thing that you um, touch, every single thing that you do, and not only that, if you don't excel, then there's, I don't know, it's a, it's a, a it, it feels personal, I guess. Yeah. It feels incredibly, incredibly personal. Mm. Um, and then, of course, that is is then amplified or in in our in our society with our families, with you know the people that we see, you know the the women that we look up to, also you know mm. the women that we look up to have had to endure so much in order to be where they are. You know, mm. it's never an easy ride. Um, to get to where you are as a black woman mm -hmm. um, and, and, the, and the women that we see not only in pop culture but in our lives our, our mothers our grandmothers um, have had to suffer so much mm -hmm. to and I think that might be the thing that is different mm -hmm. between expectations um, with other people you know that that suffering is mandatory for, for a black, black woman to mm -hmm. succeed yeah um, yeah i think for me in my understanding anyway extraordinary um in relation to black women um has uh, maybe it's not even maybe definitely ties to what you're saying um ties to trauma right Zama mm -hmm. always goes on about like trauma, trauma responses, responses. Mm -hmm. and i think I've, i what i've learned to understand over the years is that to be 
a black woman one is to be traumatized yes. right mm-hmm. and so your your story to the top your rise to the top has to be accompanied by pain mm-hmm. and a deep-seated trauma <clears throat> and the thing that makes black women extraordinary is that even alongside those traumas you somehow get it right to um level up Mm. with people who have not been met with that kind of difficulty mm. and so now yes it kind of now becomes like mandatory yeah. mm. to every black woman's success <coughs> story or mm. story mm. doesn't even need to be yeah. supposedly a success story but story to have had these hardships mm. right and what differentiates the extraordinary black woman from the average black woman is that even with all of that trauma that is supposed to to like destroy a person that's supposed yeah. to land you in a psychiatric yeah. institution that's supposed to kill you you still manage to think like your white counterparts mm. um you still manage to drive the same car as ceo or whatever whatever who mm. wasn't necessarily forced into a situation mm. of having to survive things that were unreasonable mm. in their own bodies first before rising to the occasion yeah. of success. I think for me what I find really strange is that how it's it's a sort of pornography, right? Mm-hmm. That we love to see that. We love to see a black woman suffer. You know? I don't know what it is. Like I really don't understand, but there really is like an obsession with that um watching that um seeing that and then and sometimes we say it under the guise of, of celebration you know oh, you know you, you, you've been through so much and still here but <clears throat> there really is a, a, a worrying sense of mm. yeah of it, wanting to see a black woman's yeah. body on the line yeah and and I, I you know when you're saying that it reminds me of i think um there was a cosmo cosmopolitan cover where Nomza Mombata was on the cover and she was branded an activist right Mm. and people were outraged like what kind of activist are you we've never seen you in the streets we've never seen you you know like what kind of activism is it and I remember Kolaka Putuma saying why do you need to see the black body dragged through the mud why do you need to see it being beaten and in pain and in the streets for for the activism to matter the minute a black woman is like I am an activist and this is a woman who's ambassador of the UN people are like what do you mean why did we not see you in the streets with your fists up and why did you not suffer you know why did you not suffer why were you not branded why were you not in pain physically Mm -hmm. in pain for us to validate and be like okay sharp I think this is reminding me of the the soft life thing that's um, going around like going around on Twitter. Mm. It's so strange, right, that now, you know, black women are like, ah, oh, you know, I want a soft life. You know, mm. I want, you know, I want a luxury. I want to be in loving, caring relationships and have just a soft yeah. existence, right? And how irksome that is for some people, right? They're like, oh, now um, you're going to get into debt in order to, to, to achieve maintain a, a, soft life. maintain a soft life. And we're like, that's not even what we meant. <laughs> That's you're too not, far. Like no, <laughs> that's no, not where we are. That's relaxed, what do you mean? You know, um, but yes, that it, it that it, and on on the inverse of of mm. wanting to see black women suffer, there's that irritation mm. um, that we experience even in our daily lives. I remember we were we were drinking, Miltand and I, at, um, at one of the bars. Yeah. 
um, and uh, this this man kept coming to us, trying to talk to us, and and you know I remember in no time of saying you know it it irks it irks men mm. to see two black women, and I think it's happened often, actually very often. Sitting, having a drink, not being bothered, bothered. just unbothered mm. by it. <laughs> really looking beautiful, <laughs> not looking, you know, for attention from anyone. Mm. There with their drink, chilling, being time. able to afford themselves. It's you know what, and it it just for some reason it gets under people's skin. Mm. I that annoys me. Um, I think for for me, the the first thing I tie to is that whole thing. I guess I've been trying to preach of the the problem is not even not so much wanting to see black women suffer mm. but not thinking of black women as human beings mm. it's the yeah. refusal to see black women as human beings and because we can't you don't understand black women as um human beings mm. you have to do the work of simplifying them right because that's what we do to everything that is not human we oversimplify it we like break it down in such a way that we go we comprehend it mm. we know what it we is what it does is. whatever it's mm. like when people speak on behalf of dogs and mm. they're like oh no it's a friendly <laughs> dog it just wanted to it just, just wanted to, to play with you. and you're like why how do you know that <laughs> like is it the it, dog say to you i am a friendly dog and i just want to play with mm. this person or you thought on its behalf mm. and because for such a long time we've existed in bodies where we are not agentic beings mm. or not we've existed but we the have been portrayed been. as these 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 creatures these mm. things these other beings that are not completely human that mm. are not fully human in the ways that white people for example understand themselves as being fully human yeah. and therefore we are not complicated right mm-hmm. and so when we occupy one thing we can't possibly occupy the other yeah right and so if you're strong you're strong there's no you're you. gonna break down no, no, there's no. no you get hurt by snide comments mm-hmm. or whatever you're just strong mm-hmm. and if you're happy you're happy that's it you're the happy black woman you're the you're literally the comic relief in every yeah. movie and you also the fat extremely dark one Mm. right and so now we exist in these stereotypes we exist in these very flat character Mm -hmm. and flat tropes Mm. that when then we ask it of people for example with the soft life thing to consider us Mm. um as anything but whatever that person that person at the time thinks a black woman is Mm. they panic Mm. they panic because they're like what do you mean why are you a human being? Yeah. Why why are you pretending? Why are you acting like there's more to you than just that one that thing, one thing. Mm. that we want to hear about? Mm. Do you guys feel like there's a time um, or like a situation in your lives where you, you clocked that thing, where you realized, I have to be extraordinary. I, I have to do more than um, in order to, to get anything. You know, I remember this um, quote from Scandal. Um, it was Olivia's dad and he was like to her, you have to work twice as hard in order to get half of what they have. And for black women, half of what they have is not just white people, but it's also men in general, right? So is there ever a time where you realize that in your body or even a situation that happened and you realize in your body that, you know what, actually I'm going to disappear 
right and for a lot of black women unfortunately it's also a, a literal disappearance um but you're going to figuratively disappear from the world and cease to exist if you do not become extraordinary at something personally don't mm. think like there was um i never like you know I, I didn't have a moment where someone was like you have to do you this to. right mm. um i think all the black women in my life mm. have been doing it that it like that was the norm mm, and i think nature. the thing that happened that definitely did happen in my body was leaving the spaces in which it was just black women because mm. i was raised by a black woman amongst mm. black women around not leaving those spaces and seeing how much less everyone else is doing mm. and getting <laughs> but they're getting so much more and i think that for me was the whoa okay oh, what is this right yeah. and most probably there would have been university mm. where i was like okay wait why am i working this hard again mm. because other people's children are really not even like they're just paying school fees mm. and passing because they cry before exams mm. and then they're like i can't do this and i'm and i mean there are a lot more complexities than that mm. but the reality is that i couldn't do that work mm. of crying before an exam and being like i and can't do this right because i was constantly expected to have it to yeah. have my life in order right mm. and so even the way my lecturers like met me mm. from my complaints versus um guy white boy x mm. who's like yo i can't do this Nina. i'm overwhelmed like we received different yeah, treatments right like, different. very very different right and so even then when you're sitting in your body and you're like oh i'm 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 the thinker behind the production mm. right i'm really not figuring this out it's like why what's happening mm. like your lectures are like what what's going on what's wrong with you mm. whereas you find that you're sitting in the same class with someone else who when they go through that it's like what's wrong with the system mm. how can we change everything else to make so sure that you. you are okay and mm. i think that for me was the big okay Mm. there's something like at play here that's really not necessarily that doesn't make sense mm. in the grand scheme of things mm. i think yeah for me it also was not necessarily a moment it's it's a, a, a culmination of moments but mm. i do remember i think i was in third year i don't know what you know like i said it's probably you know a mm. history of, of things building up but i remember thinking in third year um, and I think it was just a, you know, you're about to graduate and, you know, I'm, I'm doing a degree in drama and English, you know, already people are like, what the hell are you going to do with your life with that kind of degree? Mm. Um, so I think there was, there was, you know, in the beginning of that year, I just had to, I remember sitting down and thinking, I want to be super weak, mm. you know, and I love cartoons, I love comics, right? So I'm, I'm very aware of, of of, I was very aware of what that meant, you know, and I romanticized it for a long time, mm. you know, wanting to be that extraordinary being um, mm. that had super strength, that had x-ray vision, you know, mm. that, you know, could foresee everything, everything, that knew everything, even though they were never taught it, you know, um, and, and I think we also don't talk about that, right, as, mm. as black women, that romanticizing of that of mm. that thing you know you do get to a point where you feel you require yourself to be that mm. in order to survive um and i guess it you know these last couple of years have been an undoing of mm. of, of that romanticization of 
you know, cutting myself some slack because, you know, other people are not going to do, do that. They you. should, mm-hmm. but, but they don't. But they don't. Not for um, you. So I think that's also something that we, that as black women, women, we sit with, you know, growing up with our histories. There is a moment where you require yourself to be that mm-hmm. um, and, and it's work to undo mm-hmm. that, that requirement, those requirements. Yeah. I think for me, it might have been in high school. Just, and it might have been like between grade 11 and 12, realizing that like I, I left home to come chase this dream, right? And so everybody at home, just outside of even my immediate family, like extended family members, but also the people in the like township, right, who know where I am and what it is I'm doing, are expecting something, you know, going home every holiday and being asked so when are we gonna see you on tv or what show are you in you know and just understanding that i have a lot of expectations placed on my body and and so doing everything when i was in high school um to be that child that that is known but also that is most likely to succeed because i'm doing so much you know, it was kind of a wanting to shield myself against not succeeding by just accumulating every single skill I could possibly accumulate in the in the industry that I'm in, making as many connections as I possibly could, just cushioning myself for success in every way, shape or form and not even having time or even just like a normal kind of like high school experience where I couldn't care, you know, every second saturday i was at rehearsals and you know at nsa rehearsals used to start like at eight in the morning and would end at like five like we used so having that and i remember even being in a relationship like in matric and and that being a constant conversation and even in varsity that was still a constant conversation in my relationship like you're always working you're always in the drama department there's always a rehearsal there's always like something that you need to do and like I don't see you, you know, and not being able to to explain what that is in my body, but also being paralyzed by that lack of fear so much that it, I found myself sometimes not even wanting to try new things because I was like, I can't fail. Mm. You can't yeah. fail, not you. Like, there's a lot of people that can and will come back. You are not never, that. Never you. you are not that person never that can you. fail because go awkward. Yeah for your family, for you, mm. for in your body. Not only are you studying drama, but mm. you also left at the age of 13 mm. to go study drama. So what do you mean you failed at this thing that you've been doing for nearly 10 years, mm. professionally studying it? Yeah. You failed? How? What do you mean? How? <laughs> you know, so, so that pressure, and even on days where I feel like I'm falling out of love, or I feel like I want to just take a break, you can't. You're like, oh. You have to be extraordinary, you have to be superwoman, you have to be brilliant, great at everything and you are the strong one, you are the talented one, you are the hard worker, you you know, there's just so much pressure from everyone yeah. and, and that thing is very awkward and paralyzing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think um, you're right, I think for me, at the heart of it, right, is mm, a fear. Fear. It is a deep fear that sits you know, mm. even inside of us, um, or that is instilled rather maybe um, into us uh, mm. from a from a very young age that you cannot you cannot fail. fail. It's just gonna cost. It would be the end of the world mm. if you dare fail. Yeah. 
everyone it's done it's, it's, done. it's an it's an apocalypse it's everybody close up shop it's, it's <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i think it's what like what i was even like going through even when i was doing the whole interview mm-hmm. with ndando where i was like you know um you get to a point where you're not even sure what you're doing anymore and mm-hmm. why you're and why doing, you're it. doing it and but what you know it? for a fact <laughs> is that there's no room for you to be a human being. Mm. <laughs> There's really no room for you to go. I'm not sure what's happening, you know. And when you when you do do that, when you do get to that point, it it is the end of the world because it becomes the end of um. What is this? You kind of. I said this. I was like. It, it it always feels like being extraordinary, mm-hmm. having this purpose, this thing that you are amazing at, that everyone is like praising you for. Like it has to be your daily life because without it, really the question becomes, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Who are you? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So when when you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of like tapping out of that space, I can't meet the world at that crazy level of be of outperforming and overperforming and mm. always outshining my last accolade right you lose a fully lose your sense of self mm. because you have this understanding that people don't understand you mm. and know you or think of you as a person mm. outside of that one thing that they've characterized you by mm. and so without it you're nobody right mm. and that's why like even that thing um I remember when we first got to varsity and I don't know, someone had, it, I think it's a quote, it's something that's been going around about like how Nelson Mandela could forgive like the whole apartheid regime mm. for its like injustices, <laughs> but, but not, but could not wife. forgive his wife mm. for like infidelity or whatever, whatever he yeah. claims she did, right? Because that's it. Like she mm. was that one thing, right? And we could, she, he, we could not possibly sit down and i think maybe outside of nelson mandela because maybe there are a lot more complex reasons (laughs) as to why he couldn't forgive his wife right but even the nation even the nation couldn't forgive her Mm. but we 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 can we can sit in our bodies and be like we understand why we had to forgive about it you get what i mean so then why is it that what are we holding (laughs) exactly so what standard are we holding this one woman to Mm. this one black woman to Mm. that we fail to hold a whole oppressive regime (laughs) every time someone would mention like they would never forget to mention that slip up Mm. Oh, that decision, right? Mm. They would never fail to mention that. But then, when you mention any other person, right? We also have to complicate them. Yes, mm. they yeah. did wrong, yes. but also they gave money to the sick. Yes. They built they this hospital. Yes. They, they. It's wow. Well, we have a whole university named yeah. after people mm. who slaughtered our own, Honestly. right? And we still honor them, right? Yeah. You wanna apply Spetious. for the Mandela Rhodes Foundation? You wanna do that? <laughs> you want to? You wanna do that? But you wanna be a anyone says, scholar? Yes, anyone says Winnie Mandela, you wanna cringe in your heart. What is that? What, yeah. What? What? <laughs> what happens? Why in your can't mind? you then sit down and go? I but Winnie worked for the nation. Mm. She yes, she did fucked up things A B C, but, but also she also did. <laughs> you know why yeah. can't we complicate then black women in those ways and understand black women in those ways in those very 
I don't walk alone mm. yeah. in those very yeah do you think um and i know for me so it's a conversation that i've started having with myself do you think part of that is because we ourselves haven't or like weren't raised to complicate our own bodies and our own existences and so we tend to not really i'm going to speak for myself I, I i feel like i don't really know myself fully outside of um the world that I exist in outside of the conventions that I was forced into the images I was forced into the stereotypes that were enforced on my body and so even wanting to step out of that I'm like what what does Manuku look like if she's not considered the strong friend if she's not considered um the 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 the, the passionate friend or the friend that's a hard worker or the friend that has really good work ethic and you know just knows what she wants like what does the other version look like and i i can't even answer that for you because i've never really explored it so so i guess my question is do you think the world fails to do that work on black women because to a certain extent we fail to do it on ourselves we fail to complicate our own bodies i think that the world benefits mm -hmm. from too much mm. from the the this this kind of stereotype or yeah. the oppression of black women mm. it benefits too much to facilitate such a conversation yeah. right um and it's been benefiting for too long mm. to facilitate to, to you know, such a conversation or allow black women to go there and mm. and that is the irritation mm. that is the the irksome thing <laughs> um thing for the world to see right a black woman who is who, who knows themselves mm. right who is able to say no i am tired no mm. i will not no yeah just no, no. um yeah um because it benefits too much from 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 black women who feel no. forced to say mm. yes, yes. yes for whatever reason maybe. family history yes. because yeah. uh, maybe whatever mm. um yeah i i tend to agree and i think for me, I, I, I don't think I want to do the work of saying black women are failing to complicate themselves mm -hmm. or have failed to complicate themselves, right? Because mm -hmm. I think, again, it's doing the work of burdening black women mm -hmm. with making the world understand something that the world is refusing to understand, mm -hmm. right? Because um, I, I think that I've always... It's that blessing curse thing uh, that my own catch twenty two that I've always been the strange kid, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so the strangeness facilitated an exploration that I know that um, people who were raised conventionally, mm -hmm. right, such as yourself, right, wouldn't necessarily have had to wouldn't have necessarily experienced, right? Mm -hmm. But I was raised by someone who was like, I. I don't get it and I don't get you, mm. but I'm happy that to some degree you think you get yourself, mm. right? Um, but that also came at a, a very painful cost, mm. right? That I did get to say no from a very young age, mm. you know, in my own body. I cannot say that I was never, and I never had an environment where I could facilitate an exploration of self, mm. but it also meant like, harassment mm. like deep trauma again um because 
what do you mean you're a girl who doesn't like wearing dresses mm -hmm. what do you mean you're not gonna date or you're not dating men mm -hmm. what do you mean you have an opinion right what do you mean you want to talk why are you wanting to talk right and then what do you why why are you even alive and visible what must why why mm. and then it creates then some weird um psychology and relationship mm. with self because you again you get displaced in your own body you experience this dysphoria or you're like mm. i am i wrong mm. am i wrong for then not being um unsure yeah mm. am i wrong for not being um supposedly timid or quiet or um or feeling whatever I'm feeling and wanting to voice it. Mm. Should I then do the work of not just mm. stop existing, right? And then just hope and pray that I stay alive yeah. long mm. enough, right? Um, and so I think it's it's a very difficult thing for me, I guess, to try and grapple with the idea of we are we don't understand ourselves as complex. Mm. I think we do. Mm. But again, as Matusan said, we've never given real opportunities yeah. and platforms. And when those real opportunities and platforms exist, there are still mm. T's and C's that apply. Yeah. Right. And you kind of understand in your own body that at any given point, this thing can switch up on me. Mm. Right. And yeah. then again, I'm going to end up in that position, that peculiar position of maybe I should just. Sneeze the knees, the disease. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should take it. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's, I think I've become slightly obsessed with this idea of, of disappearance. Mm -hmm. um, I think because the world disappears so many black women. Yeah. Um, and, and I think from a very young age, I've, I've wanted to exist. Mm -hmm. And I've wanted to, to be seen in my existence mm -hmm. and not disappear. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that idea of wanting and fighting to exist has fueled a lot of who I am, but it has also paralyzed a lot of who I am, right? Um, that I'm not going to do A because this might be the repercussion, or I'm not going to do B because this might be the repercussion, but if I do C, I know that, you know, so that sense of control of I am going to exist also meant not fully living mm. right mm. um so do you guys feel like they there there is certain things or um a certain way you've been forced to navigate life once you've understood the idea of of being extraordinary or or of existing right and i i use the word extraordinary because to exist in society to be validated as existing you have to be extraordinary as a black woman so have are you seeing ways in your own lives where you're like okay this this happened because of this or i acted this way because of you know do you get what i mean um do you have those moments or like a story or a time where that happened or a way um i don't know i think i don't know if this will answer the question but mm -hmm. i have i have now recently relocated to um stellenbosch mm -hmm. i am a black queer woman just remember that mm -hmm. um, um in a town and in a university that has traditionally excluded um people who look like me um or who yeah who have lived experiences like me and i i think it's that was an audacious thing because they mm. had they were safer choices 
you know, mm. um, for me to pursue. Um, but I've kind of had to like I've mm. had to I've had to have that a kind of audacity mm. um, to to step into places um, and and understand that whether I choose to be quiet or timid or mm. or to to disappear myself at the end of the day actually doesn't matter mm. my existence mm. is already a disruption it's already yeah. um irksome to to some, to some people one or another. so i might as well just be there figure out who i am say what i have to say do what i have to do mm. um you know so yeah so i think that's kind of i don't know if that answers your question mm, but, but, but that's one way that i've that i i now recently mm. um, have kind of navigated yeah, navig- I don't know what you asked, friend. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you were literally looking at like, mm, mm, mm. like it. I, it was coming, it was coming, and then I'm like, and yeah. then you lost it. <laughs> okay, no, I'm saying, are there are there certain ways that you clocked? Um, you've been navigating the world for your life once you realized the need to be extraordinary in order to exist, in order to matter in the world. Are there certain things that you've done solely for that purpose? Are they certain ways you've moved okay okay for that reason specifically yeah yeah i've, I've been exercising a lot of emotional constipation mm-hmm. um in my day-to-day living yeah um i think for the sole purposes of survival but not just survival supposed um to become this extraordinary character, right? Because mm. I'm a very like emotional person. Yeah. I'm a, like, you know, um, I'd like to think of myself as someone who's quite emotionally attuned with themselves, right? Yeah. Um, but throughout university, that kind of became awkward, mm. right? Um, because I felt a lot or too much for yeah. a black woman, and yeah. and often when I felt, I used to confuse people because it'd be like choose a feeling kind yeah. of thing <laughs> why are you feeling what all happening? of them are you angry or are you happy mm-hmm. are you sad are you oppressed or are you actually low-key a rich kid yeah, who's like, pretending why why are you feeling yes. all of them yes why are you like fighting for like free education mm. but then you also want to like sit at a restaurant and be and like eat nice stuff mm. and then you also want to like take yourself to the beach but also saying there's no money for school fees mm. you know and you say like depression sometimes takes place but we see you laughing what's going on mm. right um and so i've i've kind of seen the many ways i've had to force myself into this and feeling mm. into this um into becoming the rock yeah. <laughs> the morato right that really is unmoved and unfazed and sometimes that scares me because i see how it translates in even how i relate to like like for example as a tutor to like your titlings right mm. um and you you feel that this is a genuine human moment yeah right this is a moment that calls for empathy um this is a moment that calls for you to 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 connect but then you immediately do the work of i'm gonna connect and they're gonna take advantage of me mm. Because I am a black woman, and because Vele, they, when they think black woman, they think Mavis or mm. I don't know something that they can exploit. Mm. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna shut that down right now. I'm gonna shut it down, mm. and what I'm gonna do is I'm not gonna respond. 
I am not going to be a human being for mm. you, which then makes it all the more ironic mm. um, to ask that other people see you as a <laughs> as human, human being, being because now you're doing counterproductive mm. work by always forcing yourself to to show up in a way that makes you not vulnerable mm. to certain behaviors yeah. um, and treatment, but then also means that what you said, that you're not quite living, mm. you know, um, because, <laughs> because you are like, <laughs> because you're so obsessed with controlling this narrative mm. that for so long was never yours to narrate, although it was your story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we've actually covered like all of the questions that I did have, um, and more. Um, so just in closing, do you guys have any like closing anything to just wrap it up? Um, and even so, just to bring it back to where we are right now as a country and as women, um. You know, Zosbini was like, take up space, cement yourselves, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. And <laughs> and I mean, for the most part, that was empowering, right? No, hear me out. That was <laughs> the intention was for yeah. it to be empowering, yeah. right? That take up space, cement yourselves, mm-hmm. um, do the thing that you wanna do, and exist as boldly and as loudly as you possibly can, because the world doesn't wanna see that from black women. Um, but then the other side to it is That's sometimes you don't want to you know sometimes you really just want to exist you really just yeah. want to live in your house go to your job make your money at the end of the month go to the beach yeah. go on a ride go to the game drive like just do whatever makes you happy live and die yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> like you, there's no legacy that you want you don't want to be remembered you know, like nothing of that sort. i don't want to be i don't want to rest in power i want to rest in peace you, you know i don't want to be nobody i don't want to be nobody's role model i don't want to be anybody's icon i don't want to be anybody's <laughs> i don't want to be anybody's anything like i don't want to i don't want to i just want to live i just want to exist and have that be okay not have the world disappear me um, I just wanna exist. I that's think it. in my body, um, and if if ever there was a thing for me to say mm. to black women universally, <laughs> <laughs> to all the black all women, all the black women, I think if there was ever a thing I would offer to any black woman mm. that I encounter is honor yourself mm. that's it yeah. that's the only thing you you need you need to do mm. and if honoring yourself is taking up space in those miss universe uh ceo of the mm. largest company the next billionaire or philanthropist of the year or you win a nobel prize if that's your taking up space that's great that's great hallelujah mm. and if you're taking up space is your one bedroom Mm. and making sure that every day you come home alone mm. and you lock yourself in your house and you read your books and you drink your water and that's really you at your happiest yeah, <laughs> at your, at your happiest if that's it for you 
that's okay. you do that mm. because when it comes to your particular body mm. no one is ever going to be completely satisfied no one is going to be happy completely mm. happy for you that you exist the way you do mm. even other black women are going to look at you and be like there's something about the way you are black women <laughs> that's not quite <laughs> wrong uh, like there's just are, there's just something about your version mm. of black womanhood that is that <laughs> they don't quite relate and with so, or to the mm-hmm. only person you owe anything to, you know, yourself. obviously you you owe the world to be a socially responsible person. <laughs> don't be a shitty human being. <laughs> don't be shitty. Don't be unaccountable. Don't be fucky. <laughs> but honor yourself. Yeah. And you know, I, like I, that's such a political statement. Um, when it comes to like the black female body, and I know you're not saying it in like in in those ways, but you know, black women are often raised not to think of self first. You're raised to think of community, others, care. You are always the caregiver, the strength giver, the anchor. The so you never quite center yourself, even like in anything really. Um, and so really to honor oneself is such a political thing in the world that we live in now it's it's bold and it's in a lot of cases also very dangerous right yeah so just stand in who you truly are and be like number one of the number ones is manuko francisca chapa baba mbona next up let's talk again in a month let's talk again in a month time uh because number one is me and me only and and i mean also understanding that that doesn't mean be a fucking human being and shitty and just like go out of your way to be malicious and hurt people all in the name of self-love and being number one you know but also just understanding that number one is and must you can't always pour from an empty cup be you you can't you can't pour Literally, from nothingness and the problem is that everyone has gotten so used to black women, black women being empty but still giving mm. and everyone applauds us for that and i think maybe for me the honoring is that that always allow yourself to be filled mm. right so that in even in your pouring it's not you dying yeah it's you celebrating life and yeah. expanding life and extending life mm. right and extending the invitation to others to live rather than to teach yourself your daughters your sisters your mothers your grandmothers whoever's looking at you mm. who is in the same body that to to live as a black woman is to be in the grave yeah or oh, our our goal is the grave Hey, I'm the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hate, hate, hate that. Don't do that shit. Gonna cut you. <laughs> that's, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Don't do that to yourself. You gonna yeah. die. Don't do it. Fatimisa, any last words? Hi, you know Christina Yang said it. Mm. You are the sun. You are the sun. You. Ah, the sun. Mm-hmm. He's dreamy. They are dreamy. But, but you are the sun. You are the sun. No. The world revolves around you. Yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, this has been an amazing chat. Honestly, I have no idea how long it is, but I feel like I'm literally not going to edit a lot of it. But really, I feel like this was such an amazing chat and it just all of it was just so inspiring. And you guys can 
listen you can share find me on all social media platforms at manokotlako that's m-a-n-o-k-o-t-l-h-a-k-o i know a lot of people really misspell my surname it's t-l-h-a-k-o <laughs> on all social media platforms i'm also gonna post the wine of the week on there and i will post the individual social media um accounts on my social media page when i post the wine so you can also follow them for just more updates on what it is they're doing and just all the extraordinary work that they're doing and just their existence really just follow them because they are just amazing we are honoring ourselves (laughs) (laughs) outside of work and all of that they are just extraordinary human beings so just follow because of that start there and then everything else will follow um yeah guys thank you so much man this was an amazing chat um, thank you thank you yeah okay guys so catch us or catch me <laughs> in the next episode i'm probably gonna have another guest or another couple of guests as well and we'll just be talking again um life being black being woman being in our 20s everything that is us over some glasses of wine <laughs> um thank you guys so much for listening and i'll catch you in the next one Bye!